What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Lost and Talks podcast, the most lit podcast in the GTA. Today, I'm here with Kevin. Back from the dead. Yeah. Back and from the grants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were working on grants yeah. uh, last few days. It's kind of been oh hectic. Yeah, it's been hectic for me, too. Um, anyways, I'm here, Ian, and uh, Jamal's not here. Unfortunately, he took a sick day. So, But it's all good, because we got a guest today. And our guests, introduce yourself. We don't introduce you. I'm Suka. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is Suka. She's um, an artist. Uh, Multidisciplinary artist. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Do you want to name some of the other things that you do? Um, I sew clothes. Yeah. I creative um, direct, you know, like some shoots. Mm. Um, and I just like to create anything. Mm-hmm. Anything that I can create. True. That's it. We're all just creators. That's yeah, it. Yo. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, our yeah. hands, with our yeah. words, anything that yeah. our mind can. So, so you're pers- recording artists. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Correct. Tell us a little bit about like what you do there and. Kind of- um. So I didn't know I could make music until like October 2017. <laughs> uh, no, 2018. 2018. Excuse me. 2018. Oh, okay. 2018. So I've only been making music for one year. Okay. Um. And the process has been crazy. I think I've grown like Super Saiyan, like crazy. Yeah. Um, and I've been like practicing uh, different types of genres. So R&B, trap, but like inspired with like heavy metal mm. or jazz. Because I grew wow. up with heavy metal. I grew up with a lot of death metal and heavy metal. Really? And progressive metal. Yeah. Um, and then I also grew up with like Bollywood, which is so random. And my aesthetic is like super unique because of that reason. You'll see like a bindi with like my all latex outfit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Damn, that's like a lot of genres, like more than I think. I, I grew up because yeah. I, I'm also very diasporic. I grew right. up in many parts of the world, I feel right. like. So right. inevitably, I took influence from every part that I've been in cool. and all the places I've traveled. Right. Um, and like a lot of traumas, like a lot of artists, you know, like a lot of, yeah, I noticed like a a lot of artists will take inspiration from either other artists, of course, but then like personal experience. And that's Mm -hmm. good when artists do that. Cause I feel like a lot of the newer artists are not, are not taking their personal experience and writing it down and like creating something based on that. They're just trying to like flex some image. Yeah, that they don't I have think, in yeah. real life. You know what I mean? I think <laughs> the only experience they have is fuck that bitch. <laughs> okay, I yeah. see she broke Yeah, her like heart. there's always a t- there's like you know there's there's a little bit of that, but I mean for the most part, like yeah, like you should definitely be like taking inspiration from your personal mm-hmm. life and kind of I think your music's gonna have more substance. Yeah. Um, yeah. when you're writing your stuff, I'm assuming it's 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 like the similar process. Yeah. For you. I um, mean, like uh, the thing is when she told me. So a little bit of backstory. So she's also participant of our wave art collective right cycle which i don't think we plugged it last week but next friday january 31st mm-hmm. is our final event mm-hmm. at the scarborough arts gallery come check it out suko will be performing suko's gonna perform uh, we'll also have some great photography some some drinks it'll be a good time Sick. yeah but yeah so she was crazy. one of the first people who applied for this cycle of wave and i remember just clicking on the links to the music she sent the first video was Suka intro which I'm the bitch go check it out after. you yeah. can get it right <laughs> your eyes I missed the yeah. light so I wouldn't hey. have if she told me that that was like made I don't know whatever like six months before when I was yeah. listening to it and she don't that was like the first song she made I would have been like holy shit Ooh, and but, I creative directed the whole music video yeah. and I yeah. did everything so did it, sewed the all the clothes video. Yeah. you got your hands and everything I yeah. sewed a lot of the clothes yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did everything yeah. but so the thing is like 
yeah, you've only been making music for a year, but I think you've been experiencing and out like putting that into art in for longer than that. And that's means that you're more experienced than a lot of musicians because they, mm. they don't get that idea of like having to having something to translate into, into what they're doing. I right? actually don't, I didn't even start fully, uh, like sewing and doing photography until 20 no but what i'm saying is like you're you've always been aware of oh, like yeah. what you're absorbing whereas there's oh, a lot yes, of people yes, who very emotional they might be doing very, yeah, yeah they might be doing music for a while but they don't actually know why they're doing it whereas when you started you knew exactly what you had to say right oh, and that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. difference there and it, it gives you that head start yeah. no it's not even a head start it's just like it is your it's your like message emotional yeah. Yeah. The grounding. Yeah. I understand. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> I call Kevin Kevina. Mm. Kevina. <laughs> Thank you, Kevina. It is a yeah. It is an an alternate pronunciation of my my name, I guess. Because it's actually. Kevin yeah. A, guys. Get yeah. it right. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I I wouldn't have guessed you've only been doing music for like a year. Yeah. It's actually yeah. wild. Thank That's you. good. That's good. Yeah. You have like like I don't like, no one. I don't know if anyone's heard her sound. That's listening right now. But if you listen to it, it's it's. There's there's so much yeah I could tell based on like all the different genres there's so much inspiration is being pulled from different places mm. and you're kind of combining this sound and it's a sound honestly last three songs when you played before the podcast she was playing a couple songs and uh, I haven't heard anything like that you know what I mean especially out of Toronto too right so, like you know because like cities are known for their sound and stuff like that mm. and but that sound like just totally different yeah. and I fuck with it and this is a different vibe like, I hope so I cool. not, yeah, yeah I better keep it up. Yeah, yeah, don't don't stop, don't stop. Mm -hmm. You've been you've made a lot of music since this year. Yeah, I'm releasing a Mm -hmm. mixtape. Inshallah, January thirty first. My mixtape is gonna be called "The Ugly Brown Girl," Um, Mm. and it's uh, like I said, my music is very emotionally like what Kevin was saying. My emotion, my emotions are very evident in my music and my lyrics. and it's like my evolution in this year and everything that I've done in one year, all the music I've made in one year is going to be in that mixtape. Exceptions of a couple songs which aren't going to make it, but uh, most of it. I've made a lot of music in this single year that I personally can't believe it myself. Mm-hmm. So January, th- I was actually going to release it on the 1st of January, but it's okay. It didn't happen. But yeah, That's so fun. looking forward to that. And then my release party will be on February 1st. Cool. So cool. I'm going to get details for that. Please come through to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what's your process like when making music? Is it just kind of like... Oh my you know, gosh, that's you write, a big question. It's a big question, <laughs> but it's like how you, you, get a, you link up with a producer or you, you kind of... And then um, start to write. Because yeah. your lyrics are not the typical type of lyrics if you yeah. listen to her music and we'll link it um yeah it's it's different and it's like i'd like to know kind of the process that uh sure something. so i'm like a very like so i think it's one thing that's very important to know about me as an artist is that i am muslim and i am brown mm-hmm. i grew up in saudi arabia right um and i was segregated there because i'm bangladeshi Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not by blood Arab. So I grew up in Saudi Arabia segregated. So I always had a very uh, difficult time identifying myself as, um, you know, are you Bangladeshi? Are you Arab? Um, and I learned my language through just my mom. Mm-hmm. I learned how to read and write from my mom and from my community of little Bengali people that we had there. And I also learned Hindi and Urdu like that because we just had those people in my compound as well. But I never learned Arabic. And I grew up there like that mm. is like the sands is where I grew up. Mm. 
the sunsets, the beaches, like everything. That was very much who I was. Um, and so because of that political identity, me coming to Canada while the wars were still going on and Bush was still in presidency. Mm -hmm. So like my identity was just very political and I hated being Muslim. I hated being brown. I didn't understand who I was. Um, always segregated and that just like automatically uh, comes out in any conversation that I have and I'm very philosophical as well I always right. like to see like everything in metaphors and abstracts so when I'm writing music it's the same thing like uh, with different producers it's a different process so with Kevin like Kevin's just like very quiet first of all so <laughs> I just fill up the space I'm always just jumping and dancing and just like saying randomness most of my song all of my songs with kevin is freestyling and really like wake up my mind like last songs were oh i didn't all okay. freestyles yeah. well that's different like the five minute one she yeah freestyled we cut so it was like it was six like minutes minute and like we <laughs> and there was act like it wasn't like there was gibberish or anything yeah. like it was like it was A words all the way freestyle. through we just said yeah. Like, yeah and then yeah. that's so my style with kevin is freestyling so it's how i synchronize my energy depending on who i'm working with mm -hmm. sometimes producers will just send me a beat and then i'll just sit down with my headphones for three hours and just write um, and then I've worked with another uh, producer, uh, Liam, love you, Liam, um, who I did Never Fight a Bitch with. That song is out, by the way, on YouTube. <laughs> Watch the music video. I shot it in London, UK, motherfuckers. Damn. Um, yeah, so that, that with him, the process is more sit down with your book and write. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it depends who I'm working with. Right. Okay, so the, the, yeah, the producers de depicting kind of. The totally, process. Yeah. I never thought about mm -hmm. that. Because every producer, I guess, is working differently as yeah. well. Yeah. And every producer has a different opinion, too. Like, I'm having... With Kevin, most of my conversations are philosophical. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. inevitably, my songs that end up making with him are, are very, like, philosophical and very, like, alienish, weirdish, right? Yeah. I'd say um, that, like, most of our songs would be, like... I would start making a beat or something and then you're like, this reminds me of this or this or you have a line in mm -hmm. mind and then it's like, and then you start like, oh, like that's cool because this connects to this and this. So mm -hmm. it's like either like she takes a line and then expounds a theme on that or like mm -hmm. says like, this reminds me of this mm -hmm. and then works mm -hmm. off of that, you know? And it's always something very much connected to something that happened to her. Or, yeah. Right. I'll yeah. always tell Kevin a story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every song becomes a story basically, which okay. is like, yeah. wake up my which mind is why is you feel story. that yeah and come through yeah i feel like yeah. it just feels very genuine when i listen to your music like i can tell thank you it's real you know what i mean like it's coming from mm -hmm. your yeah from your soul like from yeah from your personal experiences yeah because sometimes you can tell when artists um are kind of faking it or kind of just creating this like uh persona yeah. that they're not really are and and i mean and it, that could be for entertainment yeah and that's fine a lot of rappers do that but sometimes i think that stuff gets stale and i think that's why a lot of artists like kendrick lamar and, and j cole for example like they have the successful careers that they have because they're they're, they're building this fan base with mm -hmm. them and then like, they're connecting with people yeah. like emotionally and like yeah like, i think yeah, yeah them yeah, both yeah. especially i think they know how to do a fine line between like talking about their personal experiences while still making it like some type mm -hmm. of hype culture like they're really intelligent especially kendrick like mm -hmm. a lot of his songs like um i don't know how to explain it like it still appeals to pop culture because he makes those references about hoes and drinking and yeah. stuff like that yeah, yeah yeah but then when you deeply listen to the lyrics it's yeah. like mm -hmm. some deep shit but He's saying some real shit yeah yeah but his choruses are always something like yeah something like you would think is waste 
but yeah. it's not yeah. at all. Yeah. He's so intelligent. That guy. Yeah. He, he is. He is. Brilliant. So we were, I was watching the documentary on him. It was like, because we're doing a, actually I can't say on the podcast. Yeah. Research for a project. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it. But uh, yeah, no, he's, uh, he's an interesting guy. Even though like technically, oh, he didn't have the best grades or whatever. It doesn't mm. matter. He was, he's really intelligent when he speaks. And, yeah. And, uh, I feel like we've, yeah, about. I think... <clears throat> It's funny when you think about how much grades didn't matter. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you think about the people that you're, you're, you associate yeah. with now, like, I never ask anybody how they did in school. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. Did you like school? Um, I just graduated from university. Okay. You know, UTSC. And did you do that because <laughs> you're trying to be something? Yeah, or? I didn't even, like I said, I never in my life, the life that I have now, four years ago, I would have never mm. imagined that I would be here. Mm, yeah. Um, like I just didn't believe in myself. I didn't think I was that bitch. Like none of that, you mm-hmm. know. Even the way I was dressing was very like not where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And it was a combination of being broke as fuck, a combination of not knowing who I was, and stuff like that. And so when I did start school, that is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then, and then one day, it was like. <laughs> story's so crazy i didn't even know the Tell art yeah. i didn't even know the art world existed i'm serious <laughs> like b- prior to make starting making yeah. music like i think like wow pff, i didn't even go to my first quote-unquote art event if you're a toronto art hoe you know what i'm saying like an art <laughs> event you know what yeah, i'm yeah, saying yeah i didn't go to a proper art event until 2018 mm. and um and then everything just started blossoming from there yeah like you know, I just met people, people connected me to people. And then, like, I don't know, people just, I guess, uh, connected with how open I was as a person. Right. And I think I'm a very loving person in general. Like, anyone can walk into the room, and I will accept them for who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's helped me in networking and connecting with a lot of artists in Toronto. That's good. That's a good skill. I hope yeah. they, they feel my genuine energy. Yeah, a lot of people, t- it takes some years to work on that skill, so... Yeah, that's great. You have to be honest. You got to be real. Yeah. And you, yeah. Like, if you yourself are sitting here criticizing everybody, mm-hmm. expect that criticism from everyone that's walking past you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. You're not that bitch if you can't believe in the other bitch. Like, <laughs> you just can't. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep... Or even if you're just focused on somebody else, then you're not... You're clearly not doing enough work on, no, you, on your own thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, people who, who judge other people too much, you can tell they're, they're not no, focused yeah. on working on the things that they have going on in their life right yeah like you only have so much energy yeah say right and and if like even even 20 percent of your energy is spent hating on someone else or focusing on other people that's 20 percent of the energy you're taking away from what you should be doing right right because yeah so you gotta divide the energy and it should all go into you and whatever people you care about stuff like that you know what i mean like yeah yeah, just hating is kind of just a waste of time energy yeah yeah, you need to believe in people like if you see if you see a kid just picking up garbage and throwing it away and the kid tells you like i'm gonna save the world from all of garbage believe in Mm. that kid yeah Yeah. believe in that little kid who looks like he can't do anything for the world if you don't believe why do you think anyone should believe in you you don't even you can't even do that yeah yeah you can't honestly and like i don't i believe you can't hate on someone for trying like, mm. you know even if they don't got yeah. it you gotta try yeah you know what absolutely, i mean and, yeah. and, if some, and when i see someone really trying even if they maybe they, they're not you listen to their music and maybe it's not the best yeah whatever mm-hmm. if they're trying like i'm i'm not gonna hate trying on trying like, is g as fuck yeah, yeah. like at least <laughs> if, you, if i know you did this for a couple years and you did suck and you're like okay you know what maybe this isn't for me 
That's yeah. fine by me. Yo, honestly, because exactly. like most people are already too that afraid. Takes humility. So people, most people are already afraid to too afraid to try. Yeah, right. Humility, so yeah. and then they just regret it and whatever, and they work a job they don't like, and mm-hmm. you know how to you know how it goes. Yeah. So and that's why I asked, yeah. do you like school? Because a lot of artists hate school. Because I think the way it's the, the environment is not. I never meant, answered it today. I guess not technically. Yeah. Like it's not I, really a yes I or no question. I do like but, school. Okay. True. I hate exams and I hate paying for it. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a sugar daddy. <laughs> I really did. Really I though? I wish I wish I had some type of or I had a rich Don't you want to earn it yourself though? <laughs> Honestly, yes, but also fuck capitalism. Yeah, that's But facts. you know what yeah, I'm saying? Sure, like yeah. yes, of course. Like earn you it just myself. want enough you just want a sugar daddy so you can do what you want to <laughs> do in life. Like I want a sugar mommy because I just want to hey. do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I don't want to like yeah, yeah. bills and, yeah, and all that yeah. bullshit. And no, like, if they're yeah. making easy money exploiting you know? other people, because that's how money is made. You you yep. need to remember that even school, all the education that we're learning, this is what fucked me a lot. Okay, like all the knowledge that we're learning in school is very much colonial knowledge. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know how we how we describe people, how we categorize people, how we even uh, word certain things to call it intelligent and to call it, you know, not intelligent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy how once you keep learning, you start to, you know, uh, look at the institution differently. Yeah. And the institution plays itself by educating yeah. its jokes. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like the yeah. like, I remember reading an essay in like first year about like how the school is based on like the colonial system. Or it whatever. is, and it and, really like, is. It's funny that like school taught me that school like school sucks. You know, or, school, like, yeah, yeah, university you know, is cool like that. Yeah, yeah, university is cool because the professors are activists. Yeah, and I think yeah, yeah. I don't think the head of the whatever university they don't check on the professors because a lot of the professors are here creating revolutions. Really, uh, yeah, yeah. I really appreciate and love a lot of my professors that i've had um you know and and that's what i found in school that was my experience but paying for it i've wore i like i was working more than you know putting in effort in my essays just so i wouldn't have like debt to pay up yeah Yeah, so you can pay the next yeah so whatever yeah so yes i i like knowledge i love education but yeah. I don't like the system. Yeah. yeah. I don't like the schooling system. Yeah. I don't like that it makes you dream of a beautiful job and, and lots of money and a better life while draining you yeah. of so much money and, and, you know, like leaving you in so much pain and poverty while doing it, you know? Yeah, it know. just doesn't make... We're chasing a class system that white people have already attained. They are the system. Right. They are the class that we are trying to become. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt like a lot of schooling was. And that, that frustrated me a lot. Mm-hmm. I love knowledge. I hate school. My answer. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah. Learning. I like learning, of course. And you can't, you never stop learning. Um, but yeah, the whole system. Even like, and I went to college for film. And that's what I do now. Among other things, <laughs> like potting. But uh, yeah, the system, I, like I just tolerated it. I use it as a we way to just do, network. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're forced to go to grade twelve after that. I mean, it's just not necessary. And I know mm-hmm. I just know a lot of artists just don't fuck with it, so it's not yeah. for them. Yeah. No, yeah. a lot of. I mean, the whole system itself is essentially designed to crush like art. It's modern artistry. day slavery. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, it yeah. is Even modern if it was day just cheaper. Slavery. Like, but yeah. like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Like, why? We tried to do that. Oh my lord! Like, there's so many things that 
Oh, even the fact that we have Canada, you know what I'm saying? Like, the only way a country can stay rich cannot exist without the poor. Mm-hmm. This That's is right. something that happens in a dynamic, okay? Yeah. yeah. So, for example, like in Sierra Leone, like you're not even allowed to dig out the jewels from your own backyard. Really? Like, you no. Don't, you don't own them. You don't. It's and it's crazy own. to me that African countries have all the diamonds, mm-hmm. all the yeah. minerals. Yep. And yeah. why are they the poorest country? Like, these are very simple ideas. Like, who owns that and where is it going? Exactly. This is what I mean by our system is a flop, okay? Everyone who is rich, they became rich through stealing, Mm -hmm. through um, manipulating, through everything that this exact law system is telling us not to do. This law system is telling us don't steal. You know, don't cheat someone. Don't do this. You're going to go to jail for it. Blah, 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 right? And that is exactly how all the big businesses yep. work. That's, a, that's how America was founded. And that's how that's, America uh, was founded. You watch, you watch the every founder, road, right? The McDonald's. Every, right, right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they use... McDonald's, Apple, yeah. uh, Walmart, like all of them Everything. were cr- created on like stealing and lies, basically. Yeah. yeah. And to this day, Walmart Bullshit. just takes up local businesses. <laughs> yeah. And that's how local businesses die out and now everybody has to work for a big system Mm -hmm. this is why people can't chase their dreams because it is more affordable to become a slave than to chase your own dreams capitalism is not exactly yeah 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 so i'm not exactly against capitalism 100 percent. i understand that those who work hard should have more than someone who doesn't work hard i'm a strong believer in that however clearly people who are mining for hours and sweating in the dark is not making as much money as the guy who's just sitting there and telling them to do things yeah so what is hard does does that really apply to the world that we live in if we really study human behavior and if we really study how our system works and how we divide you know power and who we call intelligent and who we call you know someone who's worthy right Mm. Uh, I don't even know where I was going with this one. But (laughs) long story short, Canada and and all our first world countries and the UN is not helping us get richer. So why are we working so hard? Yeah. You know, going to school and doing all of this just to serve and be a part of a system where we're just going to use poor people to stay rich. You know? I feel like we we're living in like the first generation that's actually like been able to look at money in a way mm-hmm. that the f- previous generations yep. haven't been able to like we've been able yep. to actually step back and be like wait this thing doesn't make sense because I feel like it has gone for the past 100 years or so or like say yeah basically since industrial revolution right where like people just kept going 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 and they think that everyone they're getting richer so everybody's getting richer but yeah mm-hmm. you're right the no. the gap has increased and then it's also just billionaires like billionaires should not exist yeah like yeah. even having all that ice in your bank makes no sense but mm-hmm. we need clearly it's it's systematically people are being kept poor yeah and the biggest example is borders systematically people are being kept in bordered lands yeah to maintain who's allowed to be rich and who's allowed to be poor nobody's really? trying to yeah like is this somewhere else in the world or oh, oh. my lord this is <laughs> educate me <laughs> canada no 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 it's fine yeah, yeah. i love that you asked me that because no one's ever asked me that people just kind of sit down and listen nobody questions me and i love it that i'm means just wondering it's good <laughs> no it's good because that means people just like listen to me nobody mm-hmm. actually like gives a fuck yeah. but you give a fuck yeah 
um okay so if you look at how countries and borders were created um this happened like during colonization that's true. Like, and even yeah. if you go to africa and yeah. asia africa, like, they just drew it like i don't like exactly like it, like they didn't give a fuck that like this the, tribe the hated tribe. this tribe and then that causes a war exactly and, and the you, fact that they were yeah, nomadic and they yeah. were traveling around yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and africa yeah. especially due to its seasons they do traveling and stuff like that yeah um so how it works is that european countries and and usa and canada they're all bordered right and that's how they maintain mm. um like rich and the poor who's mm. allowed to share their wealth and mm. who's allowed to not share their wealth most of america's money um i actually learned this in my politics class when i was in university a lot of america's money is dependent on illegal um immigrants yeah yeah, yeah a lot of their money and that yeah. is slavery like the slavery yeah, system slavery, still yeah. exists yeah. In, a, in a way yes yeah like yeah well also yeah. to the uh the prison yeah. system i remember watching oh, a documentary and they use about that prisoners too. yeah to still build roads yeah and, and sew things yo did you see that they were sewing machines yeah. in the yeah. fucking oh, like prison? the labor they give like prisoners yeah, yeah the well, labor, so it's a combination that's la- of, that's yeah, a combination of like basically yeah um, yes. when slavery was abolished using yeah. the prison system to basically just keep it going to get and free then, labor yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know what i learned a lot of the roads in america they made a law that um if you're unemployed and you don't have a home then they're going to arrest you and then they were using those prisoners to build roads mm. so that is slavery like this is what i mean by the system if a man is making the rules he is never the criminal. Yeah. It's kind of like, I hate using moms for this terminology, but literally, yeah, we've yeah. all had our moms tell us, don't do this. Yeah. And then we turn around and our mom's doing exactly that. Yeah. And you're so mad that your mom just told you not to do this. And your mom is like, you know, like, don't watch TV past 8 p.m. And you look at your mom, your mom is watching TV till like yeah. 12 a.m. Yeah, yeah, It's just yeah. a small yeah. example, yeah. but yeah. those who create the rules... Yeah. They have nothing on them. And this is the world that we're living in. Nobody's asking who made these laws. Mm -hmm. Who's continuing to monitor these laws. And, you know, we kind of like don't think about it because, you know, we just live our lives. And, you know, as long as you're eating and you're breathing, you know, and you're having fun, you're fine. But when you look at the bigger picture, there is this like beautiful like symphony of violence going on and and you know that's creating these borders and creating these you know class systems and maintaining um just poverty it's maintaining poverty that's exactly the word to to use in this situation you are here for a reason this is not a it's not a surprise you're not randomly put here you're systematically being placed in this class system Jeez. Welcome back to the Lost and Talks podcast, the most lit podcast in the GTA. We took a little break. Pop. <laughs> took a quick little break. Uh, we're back. Uh, what were we talking about before? We were talking about where'd you Countries. Leave mm, borders. The Countries UN and borders. And exploiting and colonialism yeah. and stuff like that. They want black people and the- brown people to die. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> because um, ethnicity is a part of our class system okay. which is why um look literally if africa is the poorest country and most people there are black right. clearly our ethnicity is tied in with the class system yeah. whether we like it to be or not yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. it is even if you don't you know not like a person by their skin color you cannot like a person because of their class and that's actually where racism started from if you look at marxism it's really the class okay. it was just 
categorizing the black skin into a class that you right. are lower class and we are upper class and the skin color got tied in with them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But if we still look on the broader scheme of things, uh, percentage-wise, people with the lighter skin are the ones who are the richest, the billionaires, the millionaires, mostly. I'm not saying there aren't, um, but like mm. percentage-wise. And then if Percent, you look at the yeah. poorest people, mm-hmm. they are the blacks and the browns. Yeah, yeah. Even um, like the... I uh, think, uh, especially in America, I think... No, no, globally. Globally, yeah. yeah. Okay, like globally. on average, yeah. But Even like, classism, I mean, uh, colorism exists yeah. in... Like the colonial okay. legacy is a huge thing. If you go to South Asia, there's something called a colonial legacy because to this day... Um, like light skinned people are up there and dark skinned people. Are yeah, down. I was gonna say like so, that. That still exists in like in India. I was gonna. Yeah. I, I was gonna say like, yeah. like in India. So like majority. I don't know how if immigration's big in India. Probably not. No, not, yeah. no, it's not. Everyone's yeah. like Indian. Most people, right? Actually, there immigration. Is I guess a thing, maybe now. I don't know. No, it's been a thing. Yeah. It's been a thing. Yeah. Um, but um, but like, there's also racism between like Indians and East Asians. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was gonna yeah. say like yeah, Indians come in different tone uh, skin tones and stuff like yeah. that. So I'm assuming there's yeah there's no there's like the full lighter the, skinned Indian people are yeah. like the uh, that whole photoshopping higher, thing yeah. with like making yeah. skin colors brighter Fair is like worse lovely. in India than it is in like and like yeah yeah they have like products and they discriminate there are Indians who look East Asian and they discriminate them too. Really? Yeah. yeah. Every, there's yeah. discrimination everywhere. Exactly, yeah, exactly. It, like, it's but like, yeah. And yes. it's worse like in, in the groups themselves because it's them fighting against themselves. Yeah, against and these, that's part yeah. of the colonial legacy yeah, exactly, where they yeah. divided yeah. a lot of the people and that division still exists. And like, it's just like really scary that a lot of the laws from that time is still in India. Yeah. So it's really sad. What are we talking about again? <laughs> it was the well, we were kind of talking about that, no? I feel like I jumped in. I have a big ass mouth, Kevin. You need to monitor me, like put me no, on. Like, fine. No, it's fine. No, 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 it's <laughs> fine. Like we need content. So we need okay. run, run it, run yeah. it. <laughs> um, well, I was gonna ask you um, more about you in terms of like, so you're from Scarborough, right? Is that? Scarborough. Like yes. that's where you live? I do live were in you Scarborough. Born in Scarborough I immigrated to Scarborough. Okay. At the age of nine. And I've been living okay. here since then. Shout out to Kennedy Eglinton and Midland and Eglinton. Hey, that's, that's kind yeah, of like somewhere ends, yeah. around my area, really? maybe. Yeah. Can't you should drop me home after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um cool. So yeah, definitely Scarborough. So what's it like being a Scarborough artist or a female artist in Scarborough? Because um, it might yeah. it's definitely a different experience compared to me. <laughs> definitely me yeah and then even even compared to kevin yeah. so i was kind of wondering um, what are your thoughts and yeah like, um well i don't know it's it's weird because like pff, like i just kind of grew up i didn't even think about it mm. i think that's a lot of us right like yeah. when you're a kid you don't think about no i'm from scarborough i'm from this you just kind of grow up in a place and then when you're older it's more something that you have to speak about in absolutely contact. even yeah, like as artists too like yeah. i don't think we would have even be talking about it if we weren't artists honestly you know the whole yeah, thought of scarborough right? identity kind of i didn't even think about it until i met you guys yeah and you guys br- yeah. bring it up literally we didn't about we it. didn't start th- talking about it until like 2018 or something yeah, 2017 yeah. exactly yeah, around yeah. yeah it wasn't even so. a concept yeah. i think first time ever i thought about scarborough was when I was 18, was the first time I ever traveled alone by myself. And I went somewhere close. I went to Quebec City for six weeks for an extended French program. And that was my first time being in a place where there were no black or brown people. 
Um, I was that's, like, that is true. That is like the first time that it would actually hit you coming from Scarborough. Which is yeah. what I never realized. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, yeah, I used to travel. I used to go to like New York City. But like New York City is like still multicultural. Yeah, multicultural, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but yeah, I went to Quebec City. And that's when I first realized what it meant to come from Toronto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still wasn't saying Scarborough yet, yeah, but it's yeah. still, you know, like, you know, Toronto. Yep. Um, and then um, when I came back uh, to Toronto and then I started going to a lot of events and I realized that there were little to no events in Scarborough. Everything was in the West End or downtown. It's always in the West End. Then. Yeah, everything was in the West End. <laughs> and that's yeah. when I started identifying with Scarborough. Like, mm-hmm. I had to. Like, yeah. yo, which end are you from? Yeah, yeah. I had to say East that's End. That's the thing, too, is it only started becoming a thing, too. Like, yeah. In the and when past, I started yeah. going to a lot of yeah. these events, and yeah. they're, like, asking me, oh, in the city, where are you located? Because all these artists want to work with yeah. you. Mm. And so you had to tell them your location. I'm like, oh, shit, like... Scarborough is a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I really don't see, like, honestly, like, maybe some people are going to fight me on this, but, like, yo, I see no difference between East and West End English. Like, we speak the same. Shit. Yeah. Uh, Would you yeah. fight me I, on this? There isn't a big difference. No, yeah, we're the saying, same. Like, we're the yeah. same. And, like, yeah. it depends on also, like, you could come from Scarborough and be upper class and lower class. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's, I think, and I feel like kids who went to the local schools are the ones who talk a certain way. You know, I went to Cedarbury, shout out to Cedarbury. Um, and like, you know, we had a certain way of speaking yeah. because, you know, and like <laughs> versus like the French schools, you know, like Scarborough has a huge yeah, mix. Yo, we have true, French yeah. schools where mm-hmm. them motherfuckers don't speak like us at all. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, and then they're, and they're then like Catholic the school culture. <laughs> there's Catholic something schools. called Catholic school culture. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, totally. Yeah. They're different yeah, than, than the public yeah. school bitches, you yeah. know? Like, we're all different. Yeah, and and yeah. you could come from Scarborough and be and come from a very different place. Yeah. That's also what I learned. Um, but I don't know. When I, when I go abroad, I always say East Side. I don't even say Scarborough as mm. much, to be honest with you. Mm. I'm starting to more so right now. Yeah. But I remember in the beginning days when I was in London, I would always say, oh, I'm from East Toronto. I wouldn't say Toronto exactly. I would just say like yeah. East, East side of Toronto. East side, East yeah, side. yeah but, it's funny. Like even even now, like when I when I when I meet people who live downtown or, or whatever, North York or whatever, and they always ask me where I'm from. I think we said talked about this. There's always this first for me. And it shouldn't be like this. There's always a slight bit of shame when I say I'm from Scarborough. Yeah. yeah there right. Is. You know what And I then mean? they go like, oh, you guys say, yeah, yeah. Like, let me talk about it. And I'm just like, why the <laughs> yeah. fuck are you talking? Yeah. Yeah. Like this. Like some we... of us do talk like that. Though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, but you're right. Yeah, though. Everyone, people, are, everyone in the city talks. In, like in that. city it's talks. Like, it's, it's not just Scarborough, Scarborough thing. Scarborough. It's not a Scarborough. They want to almost like tag it on Scarborough. Like Scarborough man's. Yeah. talk like this but i think they're yeah. talking about a class thing because yeah, i think maybe. more yeah. poor people live in scarborough and the west end that's true yeah and and end, and yeah. if you and no if in, you, in both that's why oh, like, oh both yeah. east and west yeah, yeah. yeah. and if you um, ethnically yeah. divided right. a lot of our a lot of our terminologies come from first of all caribbean people yeah yeah, yeah. they are the ogs yeah. of our slang like it's not yeah. i'm yet to hear Tamil and Bengali and Hindi slangs be a part of our English. That is when I will <laughs> say in, assimilation has happened. Yeah. Or Chinese it, slangs and Korean slangs. Of, yeah. It's never a thing. We don't hear 
random Bengali words, random Hindi words, random Korean words, or yeah. Chinese. It's Where all... is the Chinese culture? Chinese people have been here for gender motherfucking ration. It's true. I just. Where's yeah, the Chinese know. terminologies? And I feel like Caribbean people speak still English, which is why yeah. that English even got passed down to us. You know, it's still like English. Yeah. You know, yeah, a variation yeah. of a question, like a. Like, why is patois like? Because a lot of it's from that. Yeah. And other... I think you made it again because it's English. It's I think English. that's a good point. It's yeah. a variant of yeah. English. It became like, like the pop culture type. Yeah, of and it's slang. not. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's really like yeah. them folks just living in Scarborough, mm-hmm. and 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 I feel like when you are um, anything Asian, brown, whatever you want to call it, we just adopt the English around us. You yeah, know? yeah. That's it's true. not even like we're pretending to be black or white or anything. It's just the English. Because mm-hmm. as me as a brown girl, I remember when I started traveling, that's what I would hear. They expected like an Indian accent. Even though I'm not Indian, like what the fuck? Like it's just like this general, like I'm either Middle Eastern or Indian to them, depending on on how much I tan that day and how much, I, how much of my curls are showing, you know? <laughs> Um, and like that's what they ask like why is your English black or why is your English white mm, yeah. and once again class system yeah, yeah. if most people who are white were getting educated you know there's clearly class division between how these skin color people are going to speak and these skin color people are going to yeah. speak but now we don't have that anymore mm-hmm. and so why does that still exist why do, why do we still say you sound white you sound black yeah that's true. When That's true. you know, it it shouldn't. You know, and when I'm in when I'm speaking in my academic tongue, people would say I sound white. And then when I'm just talking to my friends in Scarborough, <laughs> Scarborough yeah, yeah, people are gonna say, "Why do you sound black?" And it's yeah. like it does not. That does not apply. Yeah, that yeah. That C'est pas appliqué. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But as far as being a being a woman in Scarborough. Um, I'm being really honest with you. Like, I don't think the men are as bad as in Toronto as, like, say, in other parts of the world. Okay, mm-hmm. like, like men That's are fairly <laughs> versed, and yeah. you know, I think either men are pussy or like men just don't approach me. Shit. I've never ever in my life been approached by a man in Toronto, ever. Really, mm-hmm. ever. I'm saying straight up, I've never. Oh, except and, for and, come except on, like for yo, one guy. Come on, you, I, I don't unless you don't go to clubs. Like you're in the club, like some dudes. No, guys don't approach me, and I think Not it's because of my. I think it's because of my aesthetic. It's definitely the way that I dress and the way I I have an maybe an aura about me. When I was in London, however, wow. in the UK, I got approached like crazy, and guys have no shame. They'll talk about sex straight up to my face. Shit. Right? Like, that's how Europeans are. That's yeah, cool. like I was very <laughs> like thrown off. <laughs> No, it's true. No, 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 it's Maybe. true. Like, I think, I think sex culture is deep there, but in Toronto, in Toronto, we're actually more reserved than we like. Yeah, very, very, yeah, very reserved. Yeah, because like when I meet, when I talk to other people, like I've, you know, I've met people who are from Latin America, uh, you know, Europe, and they're more just open about sex or more open yeah. about just conversation, talking to random people on the street. Oh, well, they're just more open. Them, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Like, like even a simple hello. But even they change when they come to Toronto, you know? Mm. You'll see so many... That's what I'm saying, yeah, because most people Toronto in but Toronto I, I are not from Toronto. It. But they become I like I personally that. appreciate it yeah. because I feel like... I just feel safer. I don't know. That's just how I feel. I love it. Maybe some girls hate it. Maybe some girls want guys to be hooting on them. Or maybe guys want girls to be hooting on them. I don't know. Or, you know, <laughs> guys to guys and girls to girls. None of my fucking business. But, you know, um, I love it. I love Toronto for that reason. Because um, the way I dress is very loud. And I feel like Toronto is very accepting. 
I can wear anything, go down the streets anywhere, and like I feel safe. Mm -hmm. Versus if I'm in New York or Toronto, I feel like somebody always has something to say about what I'm wearing. Um, you know, and it's usually aggressive. You you experienced that in New York? In New York, I've experienced yeah. it. In New York, I just had a lot of men like yell, like very angry, um, yelling at me as if like they could have just came and like said hi or something like that. But like just really? like catcalling, like aggressive things, like really? why the fuck you got an attitude? Shit. And I was like, what me? Yeah, yeah. But That's it's wild. probably just what I was wearing. People you know? in New York are more just... direct, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I they're it. not. Clearly, they're... they're pussy. Why are you walking oh, well, past me? Too. Say it to my fucking face. Let oh, me hear like... you say it to my fucking <laughs> face. Oh, they're like saying it in the... Like, no, in, in the midst of it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I remember... like from down the street. Yeah, kind of or oh. walking past me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, never to my face. And this is what I mean. Like, I've yeah. in my life, no, no man has ever just directly walked up to me and said like hey like period you know what i'm saying i can't believe that like, i wallahi wallahi i'm saying it really? to yeah seriously never like, like a random never not even nicely no are you serious seriously that's crazy i man. think i'm really unapproachable like, like, i understand there's a lot of shitty dudes just approaching women in the wrong way yeah I've yeah. never, yeah, I've yeah. never been approached. I guess, I mean, like, yeah, I guess New York, but I've never been approached yeah. aggressively either. But I've just never been approached in general. Okay. Um, I feel like once I have to make a guy feel uncomfortable, and then they'll say something. Like I walk oh. up to a guy, I'll be like, "Yo, what's up?" Blah 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 blah, and then yeah. like five minutes into conversation, now he wants to be like, "So, like, you know, I think you're cute," and then okay. I'm like, "Okay." He's waiting, waiting for you to break the ice, I guess. Yeah. Or, I don't know. So it's just like no, but like yeah. I'll be real though. Uh, the a girl. I don't think a girl's ever come up to me. Actually, yeah, but it was more like a, like a Toronto sp- girls are bold. Toronto like, girls come up on to the us, street no? or like you know in a public area. Never like a girl's never come up to me. Yeah, but like when you like I think you're yeah. looking or whatever. I don't yeah. think so. But like in a school setting. But like even if they do, like what would happen after? Setting? Would you guys exchange numbers? Is that normal? I would. I would be... Or would you just say thank you and walk away? Because I've, I've, yeah. said, I've said I'm cute to... No, that's what I said. I've you said I'm, you're cute to a lot of men in public. And they just yeah, say yeah. thank you and walk away. <laughs> Yo, deadass. Like, like, I think... But I think if you're not offended by that, I think that's a better way of conducting life, though, right? Yeah. Like, just oh, no, being I don't able mind. to be more comfortable. Saying, yeah, I don't really yeah. mind. I've yeah. already... Listen, I've never been in a relationship. I've come to a point in my life where it's very normal for me to just have, like guys come and go it's very like i don't really care for mm-hmm. it it just mm-hmm. happens so you know i will i will yo i'm literally in the train if i think anyone is cute if i think anyone's outfit is cute i am telling them period mm-hmm. i I like to connect with humans. yeah that's what i mean like outfit is kind of a different thing like no I, no no i'll tell a guy he's cute yeah no but i mean too <laughs> though like i like just being able to say like yeah you know that shirt's sick or whatever like your outfit's yeah. on point or whatever mm-hmm. like that's cool, yeah. Like you don't, because you don't need expectations. But yeah. there, yeah, there should be a way too where you can just say like, "Hey, you look good today," or whatever, and then like, yeah, yeah that's it. Like, yeah, that's thanks, another thing. It's, like, it's a cultural yeah. thing. Like, what do you, what do you do when you get complimented? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think a lot of us know how to react. Like, yeah. Like, yo, you look sexy, and now you're just like, oh my god, I do. Fuck. Yeah. Now what do I do? Like, yeah. like, are we supposed to have sex now? <laughs> like, what do yeah, I do? Yeah. Like, yeah. and also that one stand culture. Like a lot of people, like. It's so weird that like 
people don't know how to romance. I feel mm. like romance is missing in our culture. It's just like meet someone, fuck them. You just want to get right or, to the point. Like, yeah, you know? but it doesn't make sense though. Like, no. right? Like yeah. it should be okay yeah. to normalize some type of conversation. And like romance is missing. Mm-hmm. We're missing romance in our culture. Yeah. I miss romance. That is not there anymore. Yeah. yeah. And like, and it doesn't have to be with just sex. It can be with conversation. And can, there's so many ways of like human beings are highly evolved because we have so many ways of connecting with each other mm. other than a dick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's yeah. more ways of connecting with people. And I feel like that's missing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like instead of being like, oh, like I met this girl and like we made out, it'd be like, oh, I met this girl and we had like this great conversation and then I never spoke to her ever again. You know, like that's it. But yeah. it's like, you know, yeah, yeah that's how it should it's be. Sometimes like. it's hard to have great conversations. Yeah. Like, people are boring though. <laughs> yeah. So if you're fortunate enough to find that person you yeah, have a great conversation with. A lot of people are just insecure about talking about deep shit too. Yeah. And that's another yeah. thing about Toronto culture. A, a lot of people don't, the, the, yeah, like a lot of people will push their feelings away and they yeah, don't want to talk about like exactly. deep stuff. Like Nobody wants to talk about politics in Toronto. Do you guys agree? I mean, I don't want to talk about politics. Politics. <laughs> a lot of people don't want to talk. <sighs> politics Anything, gets messy. Any yeah. type of politics. You're not talking about politics, politics on the first date, I hope. Because <laughs> that should get messy. You yeah. mean like how we were talking about <laughs> politics earlier, like borders yeah. stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, oh, like people, yeah, people oh. do. I thought yeah. you meant like American yeah. politics. Like, yeah. Fuck? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I talk about anything. I'm being really honest with you. True. Like, I will meet someone anywhere and just start talking about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's but, good. Yeah. Yeah, but there needs honestly, to be more of that. Are, though, yeah. People are funny, though. Like, people are so simple. Like, if you look good, anyone will talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I know days when I have, like, makeup on and I look cute, people will want to pursue a conversation with me mm-hmm. versus days when I look, you know, I'm in my fucking black hoodie, black pants. Like, I have no makeup on. You know what I'm saying? My, you, like, you know, there's a difference, re- different reaction. Like, as a woman, and that's why I think this is a huge thing. A lot of women will agree with me. Like, depending on what we are wearing is how we are treated mm-hmm. period yeah you were talking about this off before yeah. we started yeah like my girls and i always talk about days that we have makeup on we literally get treated nicely mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of a sudden everyone's like you know getting up for me shuffling on the side for me like mm-hmm. when you look good you just get treated better mm-hmm. as a woman um but i think I, I don't know why that is but it's just something i think women use to their advantage too like a lot of people, a lot, you know, we always hear from men like, oh, you don't need makeup to look pretty. It's like, no, 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 you don't get it. It's a, it's a fucking power dynamic. Mm. Like you're saying that, but you're still going to like somehow respect and, you know, pay more attention to the girl wearing makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Than yeah. the girl who's we can not. Be hypocritical yeah. about like, yeah. But and, don't you, but you, don't you also think though that like when you put on makeup, you just, you, you yourself are naturally like more, more confident yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. That too. Well, I can see that. Like when me, I put on nicer clothes, I know yeah. I feel Yeah. When better. I get it like a fresh cut, yeah. you know, like yeah. feeling, I know what you're saying. It's that. a yeah. feeling, right? But you, but, you <laughs> but you're right. But though. you have there to is, understand yeah, where that, that, that yeah. the feeling is conditioned from. So why wouldn't girls want to wear yeah. makeup? It's the same you know conditioning that applies to both Yeah. Because there's a, and the reason that we feel that way is because clearly there is a standard of beauty that's higher for women than for men. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is what you have to do to feel confident. Mm. And so women perform. I'm different in the sense that... And we're like, that, you're conditioned to even believe that. Even yeah. if you don't even... If you just put on something just for yourself... Exactly. It's still the same reasoning or the same conditioned exactly. belief. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's definitely changing now. A lot of women, uh, including myself, I'm very confident without makeup. Mm. I say and do whatever I want, wear and do whatever I want. With and without makeup. I've done many performances without makeup and photo shoots without makeup. Mm. I feel fine in it. Um, 
but like it just goes to show that women do have to put in a lot of manipulation and then it gets more complicated when you're brown and and when you're muslim like a lot of it's funny because the, the politics of being a muslim woman and our, and everybody has a say about our body how much we're allowed to show how much what we're allowed to speak about mm. um as soon as i walk into a room people automatically assume that i have very strict parents i come from a place where everything's really like you know oppressive and strict um and then they just make up this random story about me that wow you're just like you know you just came out of your shell and you know like you, you know you're pushing out all the standards about being a muslim woman and i'm just here like wait what mm -hmm my life wasn't like that yeah. why'd you make up the story in your head and i get this all the time yeah. after performances people are like are you like muslim <laughs> <laughs> what and i'm that's just crazy. like uh but that's the thing though you don't have to wear a scarf on your head to be muslim yeah many women are muslim and they yeah. don't wear a headscarf yeah. people don't understand they think that that's the look for everyone. and that's yeah. the thing i yeah. actually continue to wear the headscarf and i think a lot of muslim people have a problem with me for this but the headscarf does not represent Islam. Just because you wear a headscarf does not mean you yeah. are Muslim. Yeah. So many cultures have a head covering in it. And many women wear it for fashion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It yeah. has nothing <laughs> to do yeah. with... Except Rocky. Exactly. It has nothing <laughs> yeah. to do yeah, yeah. with you yeah. being a Muslim. Yeah. Mm. Your faith cannot be identified with a piece of cloth, a fucking cloth on your head. And that's how yeah, I feel. Yeah, every religion had it. It's just yeah. like yeah, the like the Islam. They they it they just think became it, yeah. it became like a political identity yeah. all of yeah. a sudden, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, yeah, probably as a means of a like you know oppressive. as a political yeah, identification. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 but it's not true. A, yeah, a yeah. woman can be Muslim. A, a trans woman can be Muslim without wearing a hijab or a headscarf. Yeah. And even the word hijab is hilarious, you know? Like, how do you even identify the word hijab? Mm -hmm. I could be wearing a garbage bag over my head and show nothing. Is that a hijab? Yeah. So how do you yeah. how do you politically identify yeah. a hijab? If I'm wearing a beanie and a, and a big hoodie and some big pants and some stuffed shoes, a, you know, blues clothes, you know, <laughs> quoting Princess Nokia. Shout out to Princess Nokia, love you. But yeah, um, am I wearing a hijab? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even right now, like I'm wearing a bandana right now. Mm. I'm not actually wearing a headscarf. Sometimes I wear a headscarf and like half my hair is out. You know mm. what I'm saying? I'm wearing a hat. I'm wearing baggy clothes. You can't see a single curve on my body. Yeah. <laughs> You're right? doing the same amount of coverage yeah. as you as would with the with the like as the religious the big, garments. Yeah, yeah the, just, the burqa, yeah, I think what you're referring to. It, so yeah. am I wearing the hijab? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it does not... It's a very political word, and that's why I cannot say that I'm wearing a hijab because I don't know if I am. Mm -hmm. And I am very vulgar when I speak. I speak about sex. I speak about whatever the fuck I want. And I, and I do it with a headscarf on. Mm -hmm. Am I still wearing the hijab? So these are things that people don't question when they speak to me, and I already realize I live in a world where my identity is very simple. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I wonder if my music is even good or are people just fucking with me because they think I'm making a political statement. Right, yeah. And see how my existence automatically becomes a political statement? I haven't even done... I'm rapping about the same shit that another, another woman who's not Muslim and not brown might be rapping about. 
but somehow it's amazing because oh my god look at her it's like this oppressed brown girl and like she's wearing things that she shouldn't be wearing and i feel like that is the fascination and there's a lot of exotification again being a woman a lot of men in the industry and men in general exotify me they're in love with this untouchable presence right you know what i'm saying like they Mm -hmm. think like like the fact that i'm veiled is very like you know something sexual too they want to unveil me right the fantasy of unveiling is something i have to face Mm. like exotified as a woman and you find that a woman is like sexualized in any way even if you're covered you're sexualized because everything because if you're covered you know like the whole term that you know you're covering your body to to not sexualize yourself it is upon the assumption that your body is something that is sexualized like a woman's body is by birth something that needs to be mm. sexualized right mm. i didn't choose to be born in this body why am i covering it right type of a question and that's another thing like i personally right like it needs it's something that needs to be needs to be covered right yeah. like the whole, the it whole is sexual already sexualized idea of it. like as soon as you're yeah. 10 years old and you're hitting puberty now yeah. you have to start covering your yeah. chest like yeah. type of a notion like why mm-hmm. right and i didn't choose to be born in this body and yeah. now i have to play this role and i have to hide myself and and it doesn't make sense that i could be being you know raised with the same 10 year old boy and even he's wondering like why does she have to you know what i'm saying and why do i have the liberty to so there is a strange thing and and even though i cover myself i am totally for you know free the nipple mm-hmm. i'm totally you know mm-hmm. cool with that shit you know free the motherfucking nipple do it yeah no actually you know what i'm saying like yeah actually yeah, yeah no it's... and that's just yeah. there's just a lot of things people assume my political stance on these things too people automatically assume that oh she's she's muslim she must not be okay with these things she must not be okay with homosexuality she mm. must not be okay with yeah they make judgments about me before i can even speak like yeah. bro like my whole life is yeah, I know. i'm i'm a i'm like a story that they've already read and they mm. haven't even touched me yet yeah people think they know you because of yeah yeah, and and yeah, I think exactly. that's that's the thing about that's the only thing I think about being a woman, like being a brown Muslim woman in the industry. It's like Muslim people don't really agree with a lot of who I am because even they feel like I should be representing Islam. But why? Mm-hmm. Why should I be representing Islam when there's five hundred other women who'd gladly do it? Why are you forcing me to to you know identify yeah. as that? I don't. Do I not have like? Or Emotions. like, yeah, or I face heartbreak. The idea that face... like Islam can't be nuanced, that that you can't have a different opinion to somebody else who is exactly Muslim. like I like for Islam especially because I can you can I can be like yeah I have different opinions on Hinduism as another Hindu mm-hmm. and be like yeah obviously and but for, for some reason in Islam it's a very it structure feels, yeah like there why needs is it to so be, yeah, yeah and it's that's the thing it's not even like people who are Muslim will say it themselves like you know like you could read the Quran and pray five times a day and never call yourself a muslim yeah versus a person who calls himself a muslim and never does any of that yeah yeah what's the difference between them two it's a political identity yeah it's something you say to favor yourself in in a situation you know what i'm saying you'll call yourself muslim when when it's important to and Mm -hmm. you won't do it when it's not important Mm -hmm. to you know what i'm saying and that's what i feel like is with a lot of identities you know like a lot of yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's yeah. uh, the timer. Don't worry about it. Keep going. But yeah, that's just how I feel, you know, like and I the way I deal with it is um 
is like is through my music and my art. I'm very in your face. Mm-hmm. I laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. Comedy is a great way to ease political tension. Yeah. Anger um, is good too, and you do you express a lot of anger through it, and a lot do. of sadness. Like you, yeah. yeah, you go through the whole range of emotions. But I that's go through a lot, you know? yeah. Like yeah. in my music, and like I hope I do it more so in mm-hmm. the future. I feel like 2019 was very experimental, and it was very like very surprising. Like I, yo, after I made my first song, I thought that would be my last song. And then it was like an influx of people. Why? You thought you were going to give up or? No. It's just just... not something I thought I would pursue. And now I have a motherfucking mixtape coming out. That shit's whack. Like I didn't plan my future out like this. And you can imagine the crisis I'm having. Like I have a degree in in mental health studies (laughs) and women and gender studies. And now I have a mixtape coming out. And now I don't know what to do with my life anymore. (laughs) You have two different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yo, like everything's whack, and also like my mom and dad want me to get married to some good brown Muslim boy, and I'm just out here like shit. Yeah. <laughs> mom and dad, I'm rapping about like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you're rapping about. Your parents, do they have they heard your music? I'm just curious. Um, my parents don't know I make music. Oh, okay. My whole life interesting is interesting. A lot of my life is. Uh, yeah. Not exactly a secret, but yeah. masked. Okay. Took <laughs> so a quick break. We are back. Yeah, 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 And our lovely guest. And so, what were we going to talk about? We were going to talk about. Oh yes, the name. Yeah, we were of kind of leading towards there. Yeah. So, is it the name of your album? Yes. Yeah. Okay. My my mixtape yeah. is going to be called "The Ugly Brown Girl." Yeah. Um, yeah, that's also like my my little uh, thing on Instagram. Like, it's not my name; it just says the ugly brown girl, mm-hmm. because that's what I feel like people would even like remember me as. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, y'all need to get what I mean by the ugly brown girl. Uh, yeah. So generally, whenever someone reads the ugly brown girl, they go they, with sympathy. They talk to me like, "Oh, why are you calling yourself the ugly brown girl? You're so beautiful. Why would you call yourself ugly? Are you like, insecure?" Like, at the, like from you know, from first hearing it, yeah, I, I know I could tell that that's not what you're doing. But like, you people might think, "Oh, you're, you're putting yourself down." Exactly. Right? Like I'm putting myself down. Why? And right. um, and I feel like that's not exactly it. The word ugly has a lot of layers to it first of all we could talk about beauty standards mm-hmm. being a brown girl i was never the beauty standard I like, and i still am not if you see the way that i dress i don't match up to the beauty standard i don't wear makeup according to the beauty standards i don't wear my clothes according to beauty standards i'm almost like fuck the beauty standards if i have to be what beautiful is which is actually just like a collective consensus on like what is considered beauty it's not actually like something that people put thought into i'd rather be ugly mm-hmm. i don't want to be what's mainstream i want to be what is not mainstream i want to be the thought that you don't want to think about mm-hmm. i would rather be ugly if i had to choose that's one reason i go by the ugly brown girl because i just don't fuck with what's mainstream um and another thing is like, kind of like what i was leading on to is just that um, a lot of things that I express as an, as an artist is ugly, you know? Mm. Um, I like to talk about ugly things that make you feel uncomfortable, you know? I like to talk about, you know, um, dark politics and, and lots of violence in history and and mm. lust and anger and and lots of things that you, you don't want to talk about, you don't want to hear about, not something you regularly want to think about, but these are things that I feel like loom over my head. This mm. half, this podcast, wasn't I just talking about politics and all the yeah, violence against some, people yeah, yeah. and violence against women and violence against like just 
classism and all of these things. These, mm-hmm. This is what I mean. I These are things that I think about. These are ugly things that I am a part of. And also, like, uh, what you said earlier about putting myself down. I have to be humble and say that I am not perfect. I am ugly. You know what I'm saying? I have a lot of traits which I need to work on. I am not a perfect being. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the word ugly also encompasses that, that I am not a perfect being. And a lot of my work is in progress. My art is in progress. My human self is in progress. My flesh, all about me, everything about me is ugly. And perfection, however, is not something I agree with. I think perfectionism is dead. As soon as you yeah. read perfectionism, you have died. There's no more progress. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. yeah death perfection. and perfectionism is, is like equivalency. You, I don't think anyone could truly hit perfectionism. Yeah. And if you did, then it's like, what else is there to do? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you kind you, of, at you, that you point. won. Yeah. <laughs> like life. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know yeah I was, I mean? like, like my, 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 the scariest thing for me is like, if I ever reach a point where I don't don't see where I want to go afterwards, mm. like, like if, the, I, if like I reach the graph a, like stays the same. Yeah, if I reach like and if plateau. I get to a point, I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm striving for now. That's scary to me yeah, because like, that means that you're done. Like, I know, like, what is you know, like if you have a goal, like some of the one of the scariest things for me would be, I mean, accomplish. You want to accomplish your goals, yeah. but at the same time, accomplishing your goals is kind of scary because then, yeah, because then you're you're. What, what else is there to do you just yeah. accomplish your goal and oh you're like gosh, what's next yeah. it's like uh, you, you know, know when, mean, you, like, when you finish a book or you finish a video game and you've been like working yeah. so hard to finish it and then yeah. when it's done you're just like uh, shit oh you know? my like, fucking god like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like you finish a TV show even too yeah. you know like what yeah. the what do I do what now what do I do now with my life imagine that but like but in your life in literally your life. you as yeah. an yeah. existence form yeah. I feel shit. that because so, you can always just be yeah. like alright the game's exactly. done exactly it's like you know like penguins when they're like growing and they have like like some parts are like flocks of their old fur yeah and like, yeah they just look so like like going through like metamorphosis or something they just look <laughs> really ugly like like that's true you know what i'm saying they just look yeah, whack pe- and they just baby penguins are kind of ugly aren't yeah like when they're grown <laughs> no, no no babies are cute but like adolescents you know when oh, they're okay. like slowly growing into their adult body yeah, and right. they have a bit of their baby fur left and a little <laughs> bit of their adult fur that is literally what i feel like i am mm-hmm I feel like and there's nothing like, scary about that. There's nothing wrong with that because that's and it's ugly. And yeah. I accept it. Yeah. I accept it as it is. And yeah. I, I say it right now. I feel like um, there's this there's this thing about our culture where we like to hold people accountable to what they say till they die, mm. and they don't consider that at that point and stage they may not have known as much as they may know yep. now, right? Like ten years ago, I might have said something really ignorant, but ten years later, I am educated now, and I would no longer say that. You know that, that acceptance. I am that ugly person right now. Yeah. Everything that I'm saying right now, I am I am humble and, you know, enough to say, ew, even calling yourself humble is weird. But, you know, I, I am honest enough to say that I am not right. Yeah. The truth, truth is not constant. Truth is ever changing mm-hmm. according to how much information we learn, which we're privileged to learn. And inshallah, I will have more privilege to learn more and grow more and 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 get out of my ugliness yeah. which is why i go by you know the ugly brown girl i'm sure i can go on forever but you un- you can already understand that the word ugly has so many layers and now if you move on to the word brown i specifically choose to say the word brown is because it's very ambiguous first of all and i feel like it's not a direct uh, like finger to what my ethnicity is yeah. and i feel like that is what i've been always labeled as 
just mm. brown mm. and my story never mattered yeah it doesn't matter what brown you are where you're from i'm so diasporic and even when i say i'm bangladeshi i can't say it with pride because i wasn't even raised in bangladesh mm-hmm. even when i say i'm from saudi arabia i can't say it with pride because i was segregated there you know what i'm saying that's why i like to say the word brown because it's just it's just this ambiguous vague word that's yeah. always been used to describe me yeah and, well, even and, the color itself is, is yeah. brown is when you mix all the colors together, right? Is it? Oh, wow. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin always does Shit. this to me. Kevin always Almost makes all, things deep. Yeah. Yeah. I love Kevin. Ah. Sure, yeah. you, you, you know when you, in school when you yeah, were with, with the that. watercolors and then it, it would always it. turn into like brown Kevin, colors, you know right? you see yeah. me deeper? Yeah. 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 I, it's such yeah. an honor and privilege to work with Kevin because, no, Kevin really understands me on a deeper context. These are things mm. that I never think about. And this is just an example of the various things that Kevin has 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 told me (laughs) where it struck a chord and very few people in my life rarely struck Uh, chords the way that you do like but yeah and then I choose to use the word girl rather than woman um, because I feel like that's also something that's very performative and also something that people yeah. label me as. I look like a little girl. I look so... How how old would you say I am when you look at me? Like, I look young, right? Like, I look 16. Like, Jesus. Some people say I look I don't 14. know about that. Yeah. You, you look younger. Yeah, for sure. For I look sure. young. You could look what you're actually I think your you style makes you older because oh, yeah, people yeah. in high school don't have their yeah, shit yeah, together but, yeah. Yeah. Huh, not anymore yo yeah. my 16 year old cousin looks like a bad bitch she can shit. pick up more men than I can in an <laughs> oh, instant no. shit, holy yo. shit have you ever been on TikTok my little nine-year-old sister <laughs> makes TikTok videos. She does, eh? And they know yo, how to look her pretty. Her and should collab, yo. That yo. should be Yo, nine-year-olds and ten-year-olds know how know what's in. Like they know yeah, yeah, which yeah. hoodie to wear mm, and and yeah. how to like which angle they yeah, should pose in. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, they're they're literally born with this stuff, right? So, yeah. Yo, my yeah. little sister's out here taking selfies like this. Jeez, she, she got the angles like, done. Down. Yo, the angles are there already. Yeah, <laughs> you had like, that's like a lifetime of learning. And I had to learn yeah. that. What the fuck? That's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, oh my lord, that I think has that technology from like birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they've been able to kind of learn this so early. Seriously. You know, we didn't have cell phones. Too. Yeah. We're not that old, but we still. Yeah. I mean, we were a little later than yeah. the other kids, right? So I was raised in Saudi, so we were ten years behind you guys in general. <laughs> Which is why I relate with a lot of 90s kids. Even though I'm 97, I relate with like kids from early 90s mm-hmm. in Canada because mm-hmm. I feel like Saudi Arabia was you were slightly growing up behind. Like 90s, but in 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Like a but at the same time, we also knew behind. what was up in the 2000s. It's just the 90s stuff was still cool. Mm-hmm. And we still had that technology yeah. around. Yeah. I feel like America already wiped that technology out, but we yeah. still had that old stuff. So we were getting stuff. iPhones and y'all were getting. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Except for the rich Arabs. They had fucking everything. Yeah. We got to realize that was segregated. We were like the we other half of fucking Saudi that nobody yeah. talks about. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, how do you. Yeah, like, but yeah, that's why I go by the ugly brown girl. Each word is like, ugly has a lot of layers. Brown has a lot of layers and palettes yeah. and colors. Yeah. Um, and girl, I think, is also part of the process where um, I'm not fully grown yet. I don't even know, like, what, what it was. <laughs> to call myself a woman, even, you know, I hesitate. And mm, it's like, why yeah. are you hesitating to call yourself yeah, a why? woman? Why, why I don't you? know. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, I say it now more so, definitely more than last year. 
Um, but also you'll notice, um, depending on, on what type of like body you have as a girl and, and how you choose to express yourself in beauty standards, yeah. people will call you. People will say, go over to that girl. Yeah. yeah. Go over to that woman, yeah. depending on what you're wearing and how you look. That's and true, I feel like yeah. I, for some reason... I'm taken less seriously and called a girl a lot. A lot mm. of people refer to me as a girl. Mm. Um, but now, not anymore. I feel like for the in 2019, it's been definitely different. People refer to me as a woman. So things are changing. Yeah. But by the time I decided the ugly brown girl, <laughs> my life experience was different. I mean, ugly brown girl just sounds better too. <laughs> yeah, ugly the brown ugly brown woman, woman yeah. sounds. Yeah, but you see, but you see too. how the political statement changes when I say woman. It's yeah. just like the whole yeah. vibe yeah. changes. So yeah. words hold a lot of meaning. Oh, yeah, and I'm definitely playing around with it's these like words. Kind of like when you hear woman, it's like you feel this elegant like person who's got to figure yeah, it like out. Yeah, like this big like mother. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like girls, like, like someone naive or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. someone still learning. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. You get it. Yeah, that's yeah. why I go by the ugly brown girl. Sure. That's yeah. what's up. That's yeah. what's up. And also, it's a mixtape because it's just random songs. You have like right. really slow songs where I'm singing like this, and then I'm the bitch motherfucker. You can't get it. You know, like really so, like. Hard. But you do have a story for it though. Like, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The story is definitely like yeah. definitely. Um, also, like I was really insecure being brown. Like I said earlier, I hated being Muslim. I hated being brown. I believed the media. I believed that I was the villain, you know, mm-hmm. and that I need to be suppressed, and that violence towards me is legitimate, because I really believed that violence was legitimate, and I deserve to be treated like shit. I believed all of those things that the media taught me, um, and I think it translated towards me, the men that I liked in my life as well. Um, a lot of the men that I've fallen in love with, I feel like I just gave them like, even though I was never in a relationship, mind you, I've never been in a relationship. So just on the context of not being in a relationship, I gave a lot. And I, and I, I relationship though. Like you mean like the traditional relationship or (sighs) relationships, a general word. Oh, my stories are so complicated that I can't even get into it. If you don't want to, but it's like relationship can mean a lot of things. Yeah. But definitely intimate. I've been intimate on emotional levels, uh, with a lot of men and like, and it's crazy how in the past, how I have always experienced expected them to not treat me as well and to not love me as much as I love them mm-hmm. to not treat me a certain way and I almost like I just expected them almost like an expectation that no 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 it's okay you shouldn't treat me that well I understand I'm not that pretty I'm not you know that girl I'm not it's okay and I was just okay with it and, and I would almost get a bit like weirded out if they were treating me right mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like like, it would make me cry, and I would cry for, oh, my God, I'm going to get so emotional. But, yo, like, I didn't know how to love myself. Mm. Oh, no, I'm crying. Don't cry. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> Don't no. You'll be the first person that cried on this podcast. Oh, my gosh. Don't do it. <laughs> I Somebody's got to cry on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's already happened. There's already oh, no. tears in my oh, eyes. Oh, we got it. Oh, no. <laughs> but, yo, like, it was deep like that. Like, I just didn't expect that love back. Like, I was literally... Oh, like it's so embarrassing these stories that mm. I'm not ready to reveal right now. I feel like, um, I mean, yeah, no, but no. like a lot of stories that I've had with men, and it's like I've just 
accepted that shitty behavior and i just like because of who i was i was like this is who i am the ugly brown girl i deserve to be treated like this but you see how you're like why are you putting yourself down yeah i was putting myself down back then like that yeah which is why now i'm using it as a uh, as as a power statement and Mm -hmm. that is what this album that mixtape is about that of why are you putting yourself there? You know that 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 thought that you're having. Yeah, I was doing that, and it is ugly. Do you see how, yeah. like, and it's like, why are you saying that about yourself, poor girl? Look at the fucking world we live in. It's not nice. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't raised nice. I wasn't taught how to love myself. My mom didn't love herself. A lot of brown women fucking hated themselves. You know what I'm saying? And and a lot of. <laughs> Oh my fucking God, all the brown women in my life, all my aunts, like, they don't treat themselves right. Their yeah. husbands are fucking all right, you know. Um, and they put other women down. And this is what I grew up with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like, oh my fucking God. Like, and now I feel like the song Goddess was like, that's why it was such an important song for me. And the lyrics talk about all of these political things too. <laughs> is that like now i realize my self-worth and now um i approach romance differently and now i feel like no man ever disrespects me Mm. you know what i'm saying And it's not man people in general and i say man because i am like generally most of the time attracted to like you know men stereotypical men um you know and that is my general romance thing but yeah they don't disrespect me and they accept me for who I am because I put that down on the table. This is what you're getting. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And But that's not something I realized I could do in the past. Mm. So, yeah. Thank yeah. God I didn't get into anything deeper because, yo, these tears would have no. ran. Kevin, have you ever seen me cry? I don't think so. I'm surprised. Yeah. Every other producer... <laughs> I have, yo, when I was making the song Back of My Mind, yo, if you guys, I'm going to give away some songs like Back of My Mind, mm-hmm. Wake Up My Mind, mm-hmm. um, even Ice Cold. Like, these are very, like, songs that came from a place where, I can tell, like, yeah. like, my love was just so blind and so deep and, like, and, like, love and hate are so intertwined, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they are, yeah. And it's, like, even the lyrics to Ice Cold, the lyrics are problematic. I hope nobody listens to these songs and romanticizes them as their own love fantasy. Mm-hmm. Ice Cold is not a song you should fantasize as something like a broken love story. No, mm-hmm. don't do it. Yeah. Like, it's, like it was a bad tales. time. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I'm still going through that time. Like, I don't, you know, like, I've shared a lot of stories with Kevin where I'm just like, I just can't, like. <laughs> put myself in that vulnerable position anymore but you know th- these songs come from those places too yeah. but that's like that like that's part of the message too is that you're putting it some people when they change or they accept who they are they don't ever talk about those things that got them to where they were which mm-hmm. were the ugly things ugly things uh, yeah. ugly ugly things and are the reason putting I them out I there it's not it's not for people to 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 see your growth it's for them to see the, the, the like how it got you to yeah exactly yeah. and i'm not the one to talk about pretty things at yeah. all yeah just because i'm doing good i will probably not talk about how i'm doing good i'm probably gonna talk about like the other things yeah. and yeah. i don't know i know what you're saying and i think art is not even worth 
like really talking about if it's just the good shit like i said like my parents would love it if i was making songs about praise the lord mm-hmm. and all the good things mm-hmm. and it's like yes but i'm having these feelings yeah and it's tearing me down and yeah. nobody's there to support me and see me and that's another thing i think a lot of diasporic immigrant and just like kids who don't have a place where they feel like they belong we're very lonely yeah nobody even cares about our stories because they're not mainstream stories they're not mainstream love stories all my love stories all the stories that i have with men are very like things that you'll never hear and it has very much to do with... Okay, let me give you a, one example. Like, I, I know I said I'm not going to go into the stories, but one of the first guys I ever liked, um, he literally couldn't like me back because I was brown and Muslim. He said it straight up. You know what I'm saying? And we yeah, were yeah. talking deeply for so long, and then mm-hmm. I was just in love with this guy, even though I was, like, what, like, 10 or 11? <laughs> but still... <laughs> okay that <laughs> racial rejection that doesn't count it doesn't count however that racial rejection stays with you the yeah. bullying that you, you face it, so yeah because because I, I love that people yeah. always say like that those stories don't count but they do count yeah because yeah, i got do. bullied in that age as well how come my bullying stories are more acceptable than my love stories the feelings of love that you felt when you were 10 and 9 those crushes were real that shit had you crying. Yeah, that right. shit had you angry. I was a violent kid growing up. And I, I've I've had crushes for as long as I can remember. I remember I had a crush on this kid when I was like in Saudi. I was a very violent kid. I would like beat guys up and stuff like that. Which is so different than who I am now. Like I'm so okay. sweet and gentle. I would never hit anyone. But like... Never fight a bitch. Never fight a bitch. Yeah. Never fight a bitch. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's like very true. But yeah, like we felt emotions of love and and affection since we were kids. You know, we might not identify them as love or infatuation, whatever we identified as, but it's still in a spectrum of it. Yeah. And it's still that recognition. Yeah. And when I was like 10, 11, whatever that age I was, and I felt that rejection, you know what I'm saying? Because of my, my race. Uh, you know that's a really ambiguous word but yeah like being muslim and brown like it hurt mm-hmm. and it and it was very much like bullying yeah it's discrimination that's yeah. what it is yeah. and it's mm-hmm. just uh, ugh, that shit hurt yeah but that was one of my scars it's not the biggest scar that's why i could talk about it so openly mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like that's why i'm like yo listen like when i was 11 this guy left me because he didn't even leave me like we were just friends you know it's like but i really liked him you know i really fucking liked him the stupid white kid with a fucking like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what a what? I'm sorry, dude. Stupid fucking. No, I'm joking, guys. I'm sorry. My foul mouth came out. There's nothing wrong about being white. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's fun. This podcast is cool. Yeah, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. No, we say we say what we we say white people a lot. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, we, we know exactly. So do I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, not... but, like, the reason I said white, though, is, you know, like, he was, like, this white kid who thought he was the shit, yeah. and white girls are pretty, and black and brown girls are ugly and ratchet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it yeah. was fucking racist. A, yeah. And it was yeah. white. Like, it was very white. Like, he was really... And he he thought colonialism was great. I remember talking... I was... Oh, by the way, I was very political since I was nine years old. Holy fuck, yeah. I was talking <laughs> about the wars since I was 10 and 11. Like, okay. so you can imagine my maturity was also Mm -hmm. like you know Mm. but yeah like he he thought like the british did a great job that's what he i remember him telling me 
for back what? then. Shit or yeah, India? he's like white people won. White people, of course, were proud. We won the fucking. I don't. That's what he told me, and yeah. I remember. And I remember. Yeah. Just agreeing to him, like, yes, you're right. Jeez. Yeah, oh my god, white people are amazing. And also, <laughs> I like that white kid because I was super into white boys for some reason. No, I know exactly why, because white men were the standard. Yeah. That's another thing, yo. Being brown, you're just ugly. Does it if you're a brown guy, a brown girl, we were just considered like I don't know if Kevin Kevin grew up here. I don't know. In in Saudi it was different. But yeah, like isn't that a thing? Like brown boys are always like dissed on, like yeah, I think yeah, um, South Asian men. Like, I think, kind of, I think South it was, like, Asian and East Asian men are just like looked down upon. Yeah. On them. Well, I think it was like brown stigma. guys and like black women were like the least. They were found desirable. The least, least desirable. And yeah. it's yeah. 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 I think it's still like that. It hasn't yeah, changed. Yeah, the sure, new yeah. generation now. There's a fetish, definitely. Um, but like everyone gets fetish. Like, yeah. 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 It's, it's like a black yeah. girl fetish nowadays, yeah. and like honestly, like <laughs> black women are doing the most. And black trans women are doing the most for activism and they changed and they inspired and helped empower a lot of brown and other yeah like minority groups. So like honestly, shout out to them. Like I feel like I can't ever talk about any form of activism without like talking about that because it's just so true. They triggered they're the lowest and the bottom of a lot of things and they changed and made things better for us. Yeah. And me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Yeah, what were we talking about again? <laughs> uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, we talked about the ugly brown girl, and then we talked about the yeah. stupid boy. Yeah, stupid white boy. Stupid white boy. Stupid white boy. I mean, I think, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, <laughs> um, music, shout out anything, you. I guess you already did. You yeah. guys can um, follow me on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. My Instagram is yeah, Suka Never Dies. Yeah. S-U-K-H-A never dies and that's actually a reference to energy because i'm an energy form and ideas never die so as a form of an energy being uh and 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 ideas because i don't think any idea is fully original because i speak in english english is not original yeah that's true you know my music the beats instruments nothing is actually original Uh, something some form of uh inspiration comes from our most exactly. ideas and yeah. built, built upon like yeah. nothing is truly unique no. mm-hmm. we're all oh which my god because we're supposed to share it with everybody exactly here, so. which is why i believe yeah. in collective consciousness remember how i was telling you every single part of this room somebody has a part in something yeah each human being has some type of an impact on each other even if you never meet that person you know they might have built your car yeah they might have, you know, like done anything. Mm. Every little, little story. It's very true. Yeah. yeah. And even in your job, might think have, about... like shit in a hotel and then you got sorry. <laughs> <you know? laughs> from the vent. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> Every single human being yes, no. plays a part in, 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 you know, who you are in your mm. life. And you don't even think about them. Yeah. So we do exist in collective consciousness. And we all play a part in, in creating the person that, you know, yeah. the other person is. Perfect. You ever heard that thing about how like everyone in your dream is somebody you've already seen in your life or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Think about that. That's really weird, yeah. Or every sound that you've heard or every smell that you've smelled, like Yeah. You know, it comes from somewhere from someone yeah. and it collectively creates who you You're are. You're not thinking about it, but individually. It's, it's there. It's yeah, you, you yeah. exist in context yeah. to the world. Yeah. If you existed alone, would you know how to speak, write, walk, talk, your swag, your clothes? What would you be? Yeah, that's facts. What would you be? 
It would be nothing. Yeah. Be Which nothing. is why Suka never dies. So now you'll remember my Instagram handle because I just described this whole energy phenomenon yeah. Yeah. and collective consciousness. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening, or if you're watching, I'd like to thank you as well uh, for listening to what is this, episode 17 of the Lost and Talks wow. podcast. That's yeah, we're lot. 17 in. We're going to keep going until we <laughs> die. <laughs> or until we hate it no yeah. but uh yeah um any other quick social media you could shout it out real quick i think you already did uh yeah just my instagram follow her instagram yeah. um, and watch my music videos on youtube yeah. oh. never fight a bitch and suka intro and right. hopefully soon back of my mind mm-hmm. releasing soon oh this is unheard stuff nobody knows it's being released on february 13th yet so everyone who's listening knows that now right. okay perfect um, february 13th February 13th, the day was, before Valentine's Day. Doesn't Valentine's. it make sense to release it a day before Valentine's yeah. Day? Yeah, just yeah, have it out for a day. And then, yeah. yeah, that makes sense if that's what you're doing, yeah. And the day before, you know, get a little romantic and mm-hmm. all fails and all Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening and uh, tune in next time. Yeah. Peace. Yeah.